Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello everyone, this is Umar Hamid, your host, and welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategies, and advice on how to make you better, stronger, faster. Get ready for another episode. Today, I have the pleasure of talking with Carl Nielsen. He's the founder of the Institute of NLP. Carl, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Umar. Carl, NLP is such a powerful toolkit that has changed many lives, including mine, Mm -hmm. and yet it hasn't caught on at the level it should uh, kind of what are your thoughts on that? How, what's the disconnect between having something that could change humanity and not having humanity embrace it in the way that they should? Mm. This is a challenge for us uh, master trainers. And uh, okay, there is uh, something more to do. There's already a long way that we are going. And now we have some more to do. Yes, I agree. So... Uh, What's your definition of NLP? Because NLP, uh, one of the things that really intrigued me about NLP was a lot of disciplines have this notion that this is the best way, this is the only way, we are the best. And the initial <laughs> kind of thought process on NLP was we are thieves and, and we look at what's working, we make it better, we model it, we develop new concepts, mm-hmm. but it's always changing, always looking to improve. And yeah. from my point of view, that's one of the reasons it's so hard to define is because it's always evolving into something more significant. So what is your definition of NLP? This is nice. This is like humanity. Humanity is always developing. (laughs) NLP is always developing. (laughs) Yes. And Sarah's uh, definitions of uh, when it works, it was NLP. When it does not work, it was something different. (laughs) Brilliant. It goes back to that human equation. It's like... uh, so what would be your, if you were lecturing and you're going to be doing a presentation in Sao Paulo, Brazil at the World Congress, yes, yes. and if an audience member asked you, Carl, what is NLP, what would be your answer? Yes, 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 yes. NLP is uh, the best uh, I came about, uh, which uh, helps you to change uh, the mind, to work with your mind, to be the owner of your mind, to to use your uh, beliefs uh, for the best of you, that they do not work against you, that you can analyze your mindset and you can change your mindset. And uh, I know nothing better to change your uh, thoughts and to be the controller of your thoughts instead of being the victim Victim. of your thoughts. So what I uh, sometimes when I uh, think about this, I've never seen this picture, but I wish I could of Einstein uh, Mm -hmm. having 21 blackboards of ugly, horrible math. And then after lots of pain and suffering, he takes this horrible math and condenses it down to E equals MC squared. And there's a quote from Einstein that says, you know, I do not like simplicity. (laughs) <laughs> but I love simplicity on the other side of complexity. And I think that is what I see NLP as, that yeah. it's simple, it's actionable, anybody can do it. Yeah. But 
we had to figure out what the complexity was and get to the other side of it that we can give mere mortals like you and I the ability to change our mindset uh, in a moment's notice? Well, there is uh, just a big uh, development in the human race anyhow. Yeah, So um, we are developing uh, and have new challenges with uh, artificial intelligence, with uh, cl climate change, with uh, a lot of uh, challenges that are new, that have never been the way they are. That uh, And uh, so there are developments in the intelligences that human human uh, acquires, that human are able to think how to think and uh, the brain is changing and we are changing and it's uh, so we have in NLP waves of development like uh, the wave uh, where uh, it's just like uh, oh I'm the very best and no one else is uh, like me and I will conquer the world and things like this uh. yes and uh, then you have uh, this kind of that uh, the NLP world uh, learned that you can change your beliefs and uh, when you change your beliefs you will change your emotions and you will change the focus how you experience the world and you will change how and then we were uh, very strong on modeling and uh, in fact uh, we had a long time in NLP where we just changing beliefs so changing beliefs is just something like uh, if you change in a computer program so program, yeah, but you're still yeah. a computer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there is something beyond this, uh, and this for this step, uh, I created a few years ago with NLP, so P for philosophy. For I think NLP goes far deeper than uh, what the founders uh, were thinking Vision. about. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So it's uh, it touches as well philosophical questions from uh, where do I come from? Why am I here? What is the meaning of my life? What happens when I leave this uh, planet? So, I mean, you come here, uh, have um, hopefully nice holidays here, enjoy it here <laughs> in the world while you are spending your time with others. And then what happens when you leave? And uh, you can have uh, experience about this, where you come from. You can go in deep trance and find out uh, that there are really wonderful places when you go down in your inner. Or, uh, this board is uh, uh, the only way out is a way in. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the uh, what we need to discover is ourselves. And for many people, that is a very hard thing to do. And I think... NLP is one of the tools that can help you uh, go quite deeply, quite quickly, but there yes. are a lot more tools out there in the mindfulness space. Uh, in fact, you'll be teaching a course on that uh, with a yeah. bridge between NLP and mindfulness. Uh, why don't mm -hmm. you give us like a, a little bit of an idea of what that looks like practically yeah. for an average person? How does that enhance their lives and their capabilities? And uh, mindfulness was uh, coming into the world, of course, with uh, old Buddhism a long time ago. And then uh, it started uh, with uh, mindfulness-based uh, stress reduction. And yes. uh, this became very famous. There were a lot of researches on it since uh, um, people from uh, the, um, cognitive behavioral therapy started to use mindfulness in their 
therapeutic uh, approach. And when you look at the programs, what they do is uh, that they just teach things that we were teaching always in NLP, is that you are not uh, um, your thoughts, that you are not your emotions, your emotions come and go, your thoughts come and go, you are more than just your thoughts, you are more than just your emotions. And uh, this is uh, very helpful to learn that uh, your emotions come and go. So I was analyzing the mindfulness-based stress reduction, which is the main program where everything else developed from, at least in the scientific world, on the scientific accepted world where the research are all done. And uh, I looked at what they were doing and said, okay, we from NLP can do this better. We have first, second, third position when we do uh, mindfulness uh, trends, like we have the Milton language. Uh, we, we touch people far deeper than all what I heard from uh, mindfulness uh, trans inductions or mindfulness uh, stories or mindfulness meditations, guided meditations and things like this. Uh. So I thought that we have in NLP and coaching the qualities uh, that uh, would strongly enrich what mindfulness already does. This is what I included in the mindfulness. So we have all that's there in mindfulness, like the breathing techniques, the yoga techniques. So uh, Carl, why don't, uh, as we're talking here, why don't you guide me through us? A simple technique that uh, could yeah. give me some benefit right now. What's something simple yeah, you could share with the yeah, listeners? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> great. Let's do this. Yes. I mean, if you just uh, gratefulness is an uh, unbelievable big issue in mindfulness. Huh? Yes. So if you maybe you remember that uh, there are people that you met in your life that were grateful to you. Somehow they looked at you and you looked at them and in your face you saw something like, oh, wow. Yeah? And you felt they are open and they accept you as you are. This is not always the time, not everyone is uh, this type, but when you think about people who were doing this kind of yes. behavior and you just take somebody that you remember the first one who comes into your mind where you say, oh, wow, yeah, I remember. Maybe it's something from your family, a grandfather or some yes. a teacher or someone. Yeah? You can just uh, pick the first that comes in your mind and then accept the feeling that uh, you have when you experience this. And when and you then, do that, what happens? When we just experience, just experience what happens inside you, yeah, when you have it, yeah. And then for a moment, this is what the NLP comes in, yeah. Uh, imagine you could go outside from your own perception and enter the other person that is so grateful that uh, is, and you look through his eyes and you go into his body and look through his eyes and you experience his state of uh, emotions, his uh, mind, uh, his emotions. How is he? And when he is looking at you, just experience his way of looking at you. 
What does he see when he looks at you? Yeah? And how does it feel when you look through his eyes and see you through his eyes? Yes, feels great. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> you know what, uh, two things come up, uh, Carl. Uh, one is uh, there's an yeah. old uh, saying that's probably in every single culture, like you have to walk in the other person's shoes. And yes. I think it's different than what you just did because when we walk in someone else's shoes, it's a very analytical mm -hmm. process. And yeah. what you just guided me through and the listeners through was a very organic and transformative. Yeah. It's it's a deeper insight into yeah. how they see, how they feel, how they think about you. And I think that's one yeah. of the things that NLP allows you to do is to, and mindfulness, go in at a much more important, deeper level. So you get the, yes. the benefit and the information that would have been missing if you just made it, made it an analytical uh, thought yeah. experiment. And when, when you see how, and, and when you take this back into your, when this, what you saw through the other person's eyes, when you take this back to your own experience, when you go back to your own body again, yeah, and uh, feel that, oh, this is what he sees in me. I was not aware that this is something I have, yeah, that uh, gives you new freedoms, this gives you a new choice, this gives you a new energy. Absolutely. So when I was analyzing the mindfulness processes and I, I, I was listening to a lot of uh, audios and videos and how they do it, they just don't know this process of first, second, third position and when you can take it. And when you can even see it from outside, how these two things uh, bring you forward in your life. Yeah? They just don't know it. And we have all these tools that we can introduce into mindfulness and intensify mindfulness. Brilliant. And I think that's one of the things that NLP is really good at. It gives you that yeah. fundamental toolkit that allows you to take any other modality and A, examine it deeply and then also give people a more powerful experience of something that uh, they got benefit from and just make it even more powerful. Yeah, this is why we came to this idea to found uh, last December. Last December, we founded this uh, Institutes for Mindfulness Evolving, and uh, the I N E N in in and mindfulness and evolving gives M E in me the world yes. in me. Yeah, <laughs> E N minus M E in me. This is what it's all about. For I you know. I came across this uh, concept. It was, I forget the name of the professor that was talking about it, but he just put it in such uh, a crisp, clear fashion that's still confusing to me, and I'll tell you why. But he was talking about consciousness, like what is consciousness? And yeah. this is how he described it. He described it as, I wake up in the morning, and as soon as I'm aware uh, and I'm out of the sleep mode, that is my consciousness. And when I stagger yeah. out of bed and I go to the bathroom and I look in the mirror and I see that body, Umar, looking back at me, that is not consciousness. Mm -hmm. That is awareness. Like I'm not sure quite what it means, but I get that there's something different from the physical self when you see it. And the, the mm -hmm. entity, the soul, let's say, that is Umar is a different yeah. thing than the body. Yeah. Yes. Yes, this uh, thing about uh, consciousness and awareness and mindfulness and uh, 
what the difference are is not really easy. And in fact, I really think there are different levels of consciousness. And mindfulness is, in fact, when you study it, it's consciousness. You're just conscious about your thoughts. You're conscious about your emotions. You're, this is a kind of consciousness where you see, oh, this emotion is coming. Do I like it? No, I don't like it. So I, I just look for a different kind of emotion. So then you can change it. Yeah, you can do something about it. This is consciousness as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's. Uh, uh, there's. Do you remember that uh, old movie called Dune? It was based on the Frank Herbert yeah. books. Yeah, yeah, science fiction. Yeah, <laughs> and there's this one yes. scene in there where the uh, the lead character talks about fear about I will let fear pass through me and move away yes. from me and I will look at fear as it leaves me. And it was all about that, just being in that spot of consciousness and where fear becomes a very real thing for human beings and we get absorbed by it and smothered by it, that if you just realize it's just an emotion and let it pass through mm -hmm. you, that there's something on the other side of the fear that is quite important. And the same thing would be true for happiness, joy, uh, pleasure, that if you get caught up in the emotion, which is you know a very nice thing to do, but you can also let it go through and just see yes. what's behind it. And I think something interesting is there. Absolutely. Absolutely. In the same movie, there is um, one of the main topics is that uh, a long time they think uh, that you cannot change uh, what has been foreseen for you, yes. that you cannot change the things that will happen. They are all, and, and all of a sudden the character realizes, oh, I can change what, every, what everybody was thinking, what will happen next, I can change it. Um, and I can become the creator of my own reality. Yeah, isn't that amazing? So here's something that really yeah. intrigues me. Uh, I was talking to mm. someone that used to belong to this organization, and we won't name them. Uh, we'll call them Corporation mm. X. And yeah. uh, they uh, were fired by Corporation X because they were not selling indiscriminately to other people to buy this product. And for our oh. hero in the story, it was like, you know, this puts me out of integrity selling to that person because this is going to damage the the group that I'm working with. So I'm not going to do that. They said, if you don't sell, we're firing you. And if you looked at the oh. corporate uh, uh, values, one of the values was integrity and delivering value that's yeah. high quality value. So here's the thing that intrigued me is that they were violating that value because they needed more revenue coming in to you know, save the company. But in their mind, mm -hmm they had twisted reality to suit their belief system that they're still in integrity while they're doing something out of integrity. So that human yeah. capacity to lie to ourselves and to be a prisoner yes. of uh, our old beliefs. Our own lies. And yes. our that is so yes. much, I can see it easily. Let's say uh, if you and I were in the same city, you're in Ber Berlin right now, I'm in Baltimore in the US. And if yeah. you were doing something that wasn't right for Carl, I could see it more clearly than you could and vice versa. That ability that yeah. humans have to delude themselves, I think, is masterful and also tragic. Yes, 
You are so right. Yeah, we are storytellers. We keep our mind is keeping telling us stories about who we are and what we are and what's right and what is wrong. And we can be so caught up in these stories. And this is what happened all the past uh, development of humankind that uh, we were mainly caught up in stories and we were doing wars for just being believing in this. We were just prisoners of our own thoughts. So now we can go a step further. Now we have a new, we, we have a new time. We, we arrived at a new way of living. We have, uh, we never had this medicine securance that we have security, so much security about medicine. We never had uh, this uh, amazing amount of food that we can produce that everyone can live on. So we have a new area of humanity and we have entered a new way of being able to think, to be master of our thoughts and not to be the slaves of our thoughts. So this we ended in, in the old history, only few enlightened people, uh, Buddhas and Jesus and people like this, uh, Zen Buddhists were able to do this. But now it's uh, spread uh, all over the world. There are more and more people able to understand their own thoughts and their own feelings and how they create it and how they can change it. Brilliant. Carl, uh, this podcast is kind of revolves around sales and leadership and people are pro probably wondering, this doesn't sound anything close to that. And the reason I wanted to have this conversation is as things accelerate, as artificial intelligence comes in, as humans get marginalized, the humans that are going to contribute and uh, rise up and change the world are going to be the ones that are self-actualized. And that comes from mindfulness, NLP, other modalities yeah. that embrace our humanity, because I think that will be the killer app that uh, defines the future. This is really true. And uh, big companies uh, like Google have understood that they uh, have mindfulness programs and other uh, advanced uh, companies who make a lot of money have understood that uh, in order to have this uh, capacity of the intelligence that is needed for uh, the challenges we have, or even for the market's uh, intelligence you need for the market to understand how the market goes yeah, and to invent new things and to market them, you need a new kind of mindset and you need mindfulness for this mindfulness and you need freedom of uh, the people. The people need uh, even even like uh, societies like Japan, the Japanese has uh, changed their school systems for they said it's not possible that we catch up with uh, what's required if our pupils only learn to uh, to do what they are told to do. They need to be creative and to have new thoughts and we have and so even the Japanese started programs uh, to open school systems that uh, the, the pupils at school learn to criticize their teachers. This is totally new for Japanese. Absolutely. <laughs> so on that happy note, Carl, uh, I want to thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your uh, uh, evening or late afternoon in Berlin to chat with me. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome, Umar, and I really admire all the work you do, and I'm grateful for uh, whenever I see what you're bringing to the world. 
It's so wonderful, all your impulses. And you're, I think you're one of the people who really push for change in this world and that people get mindful and people get aware and that people get conscious and that people wake up. So great what you do. Thank you so much. And I'm going to put all your contact information in the show notes. Carl, have a great evening and thanks so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 